This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Welcome to Riffin' with Raph and AD. Coming to you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Now here's former Huskers, Chris Raff and Aaron Davis. Hey, guess what? <laughs> guess what? We're back together. Riffing with Raff and AD is back to full strength. Oh, man. Two weeks in North Platte has come to a conclusion. I have returned to the studio at 93.7. Get in here tonight. Have a heck of a guest with his entourage here. We got cameras. I feel like, I feel, this is awesome. AD, what's new? How are you, brother? Brother, man, I'm telling you, it's kind of weird just seeing you right in front of me, man, because it's been, what, 13? We hooked up. We played golf at Wild Horse. Yep. And Monty Krasenstein gave us gave us some heat for not giving him a call to first. Yep. For, sorry, for sorry, Monty. Sorry. We, we, we apologize, Husker Roll. Next time you're in. Next time you're in. Guaranteed. But it was good to see you at the golf course. I took my boys out there, and uh, we played Wild Horse and met you out there. So that was cool to uh, let you get away, at least to see some familiar faces in North Platte, man. I hope North, how did North Platte treat you, though, brother? That's the thing. Well, before that, I got to say, Monty probably doesn't get up on Sundays till what, 11? He wouldn't have no way, though. He wouldn't have been up at 7 a.m. <laughs> no, so. Monty yeah. wasn't. So he, he's... he's <laughs> Happy would not call him. North Platte, I survived it two weeks. Saw a bunch of people that I know out there. Started out as the mayor, ended up as the governor. <laughs> oh, it's, it, was, it, was a, it was a long two weeks. I was happy to finally get home and find my way back to the great city of Lincoln, Nebraska, home of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Man, it was, um, you know, you think about that time since I was, you know, I was gone. I was in Alabama. You know, all over the place down there, car troubles, etc. But I want to give a shout out to our, my buddies. I know he's one of our other sponsors, A1 Auto, Kendall Warnick and Kurt and those guys. Oh, yeah. Transmission, big bro, blew out in the suburban. Uh-oh. The transmission gone. She gone. So I was I was singing the blues, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm driving that little uh, charger out there. Cause, but the thing that's cool about um, Kendall and those guys, they give you courtesy cars while they're getting your car refixed. So this, obviously, he's one of our sponsors. Not one of our sponsors, but the station sponsor. Those guys at A1 uh, Auto. Check those guys out. They will take good care of you out there. But we got a great show tonight. I don't want to uh, keep going any further because I want to have all the time we got on. Folks, on my shirt, those of you that are watching at home, I have a, a, a sweatshirt. I cut the sleeves off because I try to show it when, when, I'm, when I'm trying to get Flex it out, AD. Flex it out. <laughs> but I like this shirt because it's get your happy on. And then I'm going to skin down at the next segment. I got the other one on that you guys have available, too. I'm, I'm going to let you guys know where to get this gear at. This guest that we have on here, folks, we have a lot of guests on who've had different life experiences and things like that. But um, even as I went through things in my own life, you know, Big Bro was there for me. And I mean, some some periods that were tough. But he's not just for me. He's been there for everybody, whether you're a former athlete or not. 
Big boy Ricky Simmons is there. Folks, we have in the studio tonight former Nebraska player Ricky Simmons, number seven, one of the fastest to ever wear the N on the helmet. And I was, as I was doing just my back, there's a lot of things I knew about Big Bro Rap, but there's a lot of things I didn't know. I didn't realize you ran track. Oh, absolutely. I was uh, trying to get out of winter conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So what you're saying is, bro, it wasn't because you was, like, really in love with running track. You just no, were trying to get out of that winter conditioning. No, Boyd, Boyd Epley had a way of getting your undivided attention during yes, winter conditioning. So <laughs> I tried my best to avoid him and Mike Arthur as much as possible. Well, i tell you what, Ricky, you were well beyond your years uh, as far as thinking, uh, thinking ahead of the curve. It's like, you know what, I can either do this track thing and run every few seconds yes. or do this football thing, lift and run for hours. Exactly. Smart so I, I made a business decision. I made a business decision. <laughs> <laughs> and you would think going to run track that that would be a heck of a lot more running than winter conditioning. And But, you know, that just shows just the regimen that the Nebraska football team back in those 80s were going through that you'd be – because me, if you said track or conditioning or – Lifting weights and, you know, maybe some running, I'd probably be like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I'll just go with the conditioning. But choosing track, I don't know if I would ever do it. Would you ever, would you choose track, AD? Over football conditioning? In a heartbeat. All right. Yeah, because all, 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 all you got to do is run the sprints. <laughs> yeah. And that way, you know, it's like the 60, it's indoor. So you got 60 yards. I mean, 60 hey, and done? Yeah, you're done. You don't have to worry about none of those distances. All right. Ricky, go ahead. Go ahead, Rafi. Oh, no, I just, I was just asking that question. I guess basically another question that I had that came to mind because I I'd seen that you were the quickest split split end wingback wingback quickest wingback and then I moved to split end. So who is faster, Irving Fryer or you? I would say Irving is, you know, because uh, when I came and became the fastest wingback, then he came the next season. Came the next season. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I would say Irving. Okay. I was just curious. I read that, and I was like, man, I wonder who was faster. I wonder if there was ever, like, a late-night matchup. You well, know, like, no, it was one of those deals where neither one of us was going to get caught. Yeah, no way. <laughs> so, that wasn't happening. Yeah, that we, wasn't we, happening. We, we, we didn't worry about stuff like that, you know. So, I mean, Irvin's a really good friend of mine, you know, and uh, I was just glad to be on a team with him and Mike and Turner and Dean Steinkuhler and Dave. I mean, this goes on and on. Right. but. Uh, before I get into this too far, I just got a text. And um, I know some Nebraska fans might not like this, but I just got a text. So I got to give a big shout-out right quick. And then we can get back to Absolutely. the show. All right. Marcus Dupree. Oh. <laughs> oh, number 22 for the Sooners. Boomer Sooner. I see you listening, man. I appreciate that, man. It means a lot to me. See you soon, too, my dude. Hey, Marcus Dupree, we appreciate you tuning in, man. You know, as a Nebraska kid that grew up in Nebraska, Marcus – when I would hear your name on the radio, you would break thousand. In fact, you would break about 1.5 million hearts every time you touch the football. <laughs> I'd have a frog in my throat, man. I'm like, they did it again, Sooner Magic. And that's, hey, that song. I had nightmares of that song, man. I was like Freddy Cougar. <laughs> so, <laughs> so who is faster, Ricky or Marcus? Ooh. I'm going to get an edge of Marcus because he he's a big man moving like that. Oh, he's that, rolling. You know? Well, he yeah. had that, was it 80? Oh, let's see. I got to go back to my years here. The, I think it was the 83 game. He had like the 80-yard run at Memorial Stadium. 82, up, I believe. 82, yeah. Yes. He came around that corner. It was 
crazy. That was a big – and think about Mark. What was he, 6'3", 230, 240? Yeah, at least. At least that. Yeah, and he was carrying that weight. I mean, I'm talking about carrying it. He you, see, when you mentioned Big Bro, you made a, you're talking about a business decision. Yeah. If I'm a quarterback and I see Marcus coming up – Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all of a sudden pulling a hamstring. Ah, yep, yep. Can't get it. Or, or, my, or my shoe coming. My shoe came untied. <laughs> it's called business decisions. Marcus, we appreciate you tuning in, man. Like I said, Uncle Home in Nebraska, like family, there's a respect there. The traditions of both programs. And actually, it's a blessing that you two uh, and many of the Sooners and the Huskers from the past have that relationship. Oh, absolutely. And that, uh, that lineage, man. So, Marcus, we appreciate you tuning in. Ricky, tell us about growing up in Greenville. Greenville, man. Population oh, what? Oh, 25,000. But, uh, Greenville was a very unique place. It was a, uh, it was a lot of racial tension. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in the '60s, so it was just a lot of racial tension. We had a sign that hung across the inner and downtown that says, uh, "Welcome to Greenville, the blackest land, the whitest people." Wow. You know, and I think when I was probably in third grade, they the governor of Texas made them take it down, but the mentality stayed. Oh yeah. So oh it, yeah. yeah it, it was uh, very divided, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but the good thing about it is I had two parents at the time that were both school teachers, the very educated people with master's degrees, mm-hmm. and they didn't buy into that. You know, they, they asked me to treat everybody the way I wanted to be treated. And um, the key to it was don't start it, but if they start it, I finish it. That's right. And that was the you know the mindset that I grew up with. I mean, I didn't look for trouble, but I didn't run from it either. That's right. That's right. You know, you, you mentioned that, you know, you grew up with uh, two amazing parents, what was the impact they had on you and continue to have on you now as a grown man? That's a great question, A.D., and I'm going to say it like this. Uh, even though they're, I lost them both in 06, they still live within me. And uh, actually in 2009 when I got my life turned around, I dedicated the rest of my life to making my parents in heaven proud of me. So that's one of the things that really motivates me on a daily basis to to be positive and uplifting people. Same as what you do. I mean, it's just it's, it's, to me, it's very important that I make them proud. That's right. I'm not doing this for anyone else. I'm not doing this for people to give me compliments. I'm doing it because this is what they would want me to do. Mm-hmm. And when they was here, unfortunately, I was in addiction and I didn't get a chance to do that. Mm-hmm. Ricky, there's no doubt, man, that uh, that you're making them proud by the, I'm not even going to say a number, I'm just going to say countless lives that you impact daily uh, through your posts, through your speaking, uh, through the documentary we'll talk about here in a little bit. You know, you, you think about it because both of us don't have parents anymore. Correct. You know, and we've Correct. lost our parents at very young ages. Right, right. And when I think about how I mourned my mom was not the right way. It's how I mourned my mom. No. You know, I just went to a deep, dark place, as you know. Right. Uh, with my father, you know, being, being gone just, you know, barely six months now. I'm like, you know what? I watched my father grieve, but he grieved. He grieved with class. Correct. He grieved with dignity. Correct. And um, I, that, that stuck, that, that stayed with me. I'm like, you know what? I see my pops lose his mother. I mean, his, his wife, my oldest brother that was killed, but yet he still grieved with dignity and class. Correct. And so I want to honor him through that. I'm not perfect by any stretch, oh, but no. I want to honor him through that. And so when you mentioned that, and you were doing that then and then some. Mm-hmm. Rick, let me ask you this. You, you had all these schools recruiting you. I mean, everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, you know, in your book, and folks, I'm going to hold up his book. Raph, you hold up that book for the folks on. In fact, I got mine too on the screen so they can see that. If you can't, folks, I want you to see this. If you can bring it up on the screen right now. 
Oh, I'm doing pretty good there. If you go to rickysimmons.com. Yes. If you go to rickysimmons.com, that's R-I-C-K-Y, and Simmons with two M's, S-I-M-M-O-N-S. But if you go to rickysimmons.com, you can purchase this book, these T-shirts. But this book, folks, I'm going to tell you something. It's a powerful reading because I got it dog-eared and things like that. All the schools recruiting. You're a great athlete in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why Nebraska? Okay, before going further, on the book, mm-hmm. I, I quit selling it on my website. Okay. So now you have to go through like Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble. Uh, Amazon possibly. Amazon. Well. Okay. Anywhere you buy books. Okay. But uh, the reason why I chose Nebraska is because, no, oh, man, you're going to get me in trouble, AD. But, uh, <laughs> is this going to be a William Washington story? No, no, no. I met no, two you girls. Share, you share whatever you want to share. Though. Okay, well, no, I, uh, I actually wanted to be a Sooner. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, and when Barry Switzer came to my house, I was sold because that was everybody's dream in my my neighborhood and on my high school team and in my district to go to OU. Uh, so I was really going to Oklahoma. Uh, Coach Osborne showed up in my house. Who else was there when he showed up though, Rick? Barry was sitting in. The, yeah, Barry was sitting there. <laughs> Tell the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, Barry was sitting there with one of my high school teammates that was a freshman on OU's team. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, and he's saying everything I want to hear. You know. Yep. And I'm like, man, it's a done deal. I'm just waiting on this process to be over with so that we can go and make this happen. And Coach Osborne, you know, actually, when he ringed the doorbell, I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I didn't know who he was. And where do you think he was from when he I said I thought it? he was from – well, he said – Nebraska. Uh, yeah, yeah, he said he was from Nebraska, but I misunderstood him because I was under the influence. And you thought he said where? Uh, he was from the University of Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean <laughs> – I, I mean, it was an honest mistake, dude. I mean, it sounded similar, but I, I didn't know, and, and I didn't know who he was. But, uh, you know, after my parents listened to his spiel, mm-hmm. they were way more impressed with him than yeah. they were with Barry because Barry was talking to the 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. Coach was talking to, you know, he, he was talking to the parents. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, my mom and dad, you know, they both chose Nebraska, and then my dad being a no-nonsense guy. Yeah. Hey man, that ain't that ain't a, a debate you want to have, right? You know, I mean, when he pulled his pants up to his chest and balled his fist up, that hey, was a wrap. hey man, look, you know, I made a business decision again. <laughs> you know, he said, Where we going, Dad? He said, We're going to Nebraska. Go be red. That's how it happened. You know, you think about uh, Mr. Simmons, God rest his soul, and Mama Simmons, God rest his soul. They obviously had a good judgment of character right away. Right. And it's, this is not a knock against Barry whatsoever. No, 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 no. But, but Coach just has a demeanor. There's mm-hmm. a confidence about him. In fact, Coach is one of the only one of the only, there's a, there's very few people I've met that have this impact can walk in a room and command it without saying a word. Correct. Would you say that's true? Oh, that's absolutely true because yeah. I mean that's exactly what he did. He walked in. Matter of fact, you know how you do your little interview, mm-hmm. you know, ain't but two or three questions. I mean, he never said a word. My mother was doing all the talking. He had done his talking before I started my interview. Wow. You know, I, I only wanted to know three things. I think, uh, am I going to start as a freshman? Mm-hmm. Uh, what type of apartment I'm going to get? You know, it's little stuff like that. Right. And, man, he wasn't saying nothing. My mother was doing all the talking. He said, baby, they're not going to buy you no car. Baby, <laughs> baby they're not going to get you no apartment. You know, you're going to stay in a dorm and... You know, and you're going to play on a freshman team your first year. I'm like, man, this man lost his mind, you know. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he had made his point already. Yeah. So, yeah. it was a done deal. He done knew deal. who he was talking to when he was talking to my parents. Folks, if you have questions for Ricky Simmons, you can uh, call us on the Lincoln Hotline. Honda of Lincoln Hotline, it's 402-464-5685. The Sarder Heyman text line, it's 402 
5685. We're here with Ricky Simmons, former Nebraska great. Ref, go ahead, brother. All right, so you get up to Nebraska here, 1979, I believe. Correct. Did my homework there. There you go. Yeah, 1979. So who was – we kind of always ask when you first get to Nebraska, who's that first player, probably a defensive player, that kind of introduced you to Division One football where you're like, well, maybe this might be a little bit more uptick from high school. Well, that's easy. Uh, first of all, I was a running back in high school, and uh, I wanted to play running back in Nebraska. But, well, I wanted to play running back in college. I mean, but – I was going to play in the wishbone in Oklahoma because they, they let yep. you get to the edges. Well, Nebraska is that power up the middle stuff. See, I, I'm not built for that, you know. <laughs> so um, I kept arguing with Coach Osborne, negotiating, I should say. Hey, Coach, let me play running back. Let me play running back. So he put me at running back. First play, bam, 80 yards. I'm like, man, it's just like high school. Next play, he called the offense and the defense at, and – it was right up the middle, and it was a young man named Steve Dam Kroger. Number 30, oh man, number thirty-five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I mean, when he hit me, I mean, it took me about a good fifteen, twenty seconds to find all my uniform. <laughs> I mean, I lost, I lost a shoe. I, my shoulder pad strings were broke. My chin, my chin strap came off, and I'm walking around with an elbow pad in one hand and shoe another. And I walk up to Coach Osborne. He had like he didn't see it. You know, Ricky, like, uh, you okay? Yeah, no, no. Check out what he said. He was like, he's sitting there like he didn't see it. So I walked up to him. I was like, I was like, hey, coach. He said, yeah, Ricky, what's going on? I said, you got another position I can play. <laughs> so that was the end of the running back. <laughs> it was over with after that. Thanks a lot, Steve Dam Kroger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all your fault. Yeah, exactly. And Steve, I see him occasionally. He he act like he don't remember it, but yeah, I do. I remember. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> well, so all the players we've had on this air, this actually it's kind of cool. It's our twenty fifth show. I was kind of going over my notes. It's our twenty fifth show. At twenty five shows, I had never heard a former player go up to coach say, "Is there another position you think I can play?" Yeah. <laughs> you had guys that were getting moves, you know, yeah. that didn't want to move, yeah. you know. But you went up and said, "Hey, coach, what can we do here?" Oh, what I did. Got? I did it a couple of times. I I started off. You know, getting moved out of running back, so they put me in wing back, and you know, and that's what I was originally recruited as. Yeah. But I couldn't block, I couldn't block Derrick Nelson and Jimmy Williams either. Oh, some man. defensive ends. So I went and made another business decision. Hey, you got another position I can play? So I ended up having a red shirt one year just so I can learn how to play receiver because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about run, run a route or you know, right. run fifteen yards and cut across the middle. I didn't right. know nothing about that. So that's what my red shirt year was about: learning how to play receiver. You know, Ricky, I didn't realize that you – it was your junior year that you redshirted. Yeah. Which yeah, seems yeah. late, which you would think about right. it. I didn't realize uh, that you redshirted that year. But like you mentioned, Riley Washington, who we had on the air mm-hmm. a number of weeks back, um, mentioned that as well. He goes, you know, I was green as receiver. I just had one speed. Yeah. You know, when you played running back, it's hit the hole. Yeah. You know, you hit the right. crease, whatever. Right, right, right. Riley said, I had to learn how to be patient with my routes. Right. Ricky uh, – uh, Corey Dixon said the same thing. Yep. Tremaine Bell said the same thing. So all the receivers uh, mentioned they had to learn how to do the small things. Well, see, you're looking at a guy right now or listening to a guy right now that didn't like contact. So mm. I always utilize <laughs> that top speed. I'm trying to avoid stuff. You know, I mean, 
I wasn't. I'm not going to give y'all this. This. I'm a Nebraska football player, and I love to run over. No, nope. I'm not running over nothing. I'm trying to avoid everything. I mean, I didn't even want my feet on the ground very long. I mean, so running into people was not something that I was a fan of. So, so everything I did was at top speed because I felt like I had a better chance of not being touched. Right, Ricky, you take that year off. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're developing yourself as a wide receiver. And, of course, you're, you know, like I said, one of your teammates is one of the greatest as well to play receiver, Urban Fryer, first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, first pick. To, first pick in the draft. Yeah, mm-hmm. first pick in the draft. What was that year like trying to adjust to a different position? It was Mentally. Mentally, it was tough because I had to play scout team. Yeah. And, see, in scout team, you don't really get a lot of real reps. You know, you mm-hmm. just kind of get beat up a beat lot because you're going against the black shirts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think how I really kind of got a little edge is the last two games of the season that year, uh, we had Oklahoma. So I played OU's quarterback against the black shirts. And my lack of not wanting to be touched, I was breaking. <laughs> you know, I, was, I mean, I wasn't trying to be like I was all that great. I was just trying to avoid Derry Nelson and, and – and, and Jimmy Williams and Russell Gary, Rodney Lewis, them dudes yeah. back there got attitude issues. They, they were bad got, boys. Yeah, Sammy Sim, they got attitude yeah. problems. Yeah. Brent Williams, man, I'm oh, trying to avoid man. all these people. <laughs> so I'm running, you know, and, and they saw my abilities. Mm-hmm. And then the, the bowl game we, was Clemson. So I was Homer, Homer Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Homer Jordan. Yeah, I was Homer Jordan, get, you know, in the, in the bowl game. So after I came back from that, and during the spring, all of a sudden I was like second team. And <laughs> they put me right there, uh, uh, me and Todd Brown. Yep. Oh, yeah, from Holdridge, Nebraska. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So, is it 81, 81, or not? So, you to 80, 81? Yeah, see, as a, so as, as a true freshman, I played on the freshman yep. team a few games in the varsity, not much. I was trying to put the and Oklahoma then, uh, quarterback, Danny Bradley, is that? Yeah, some, I think that was his name. Yep, I think it was. My sophomore I was, year, I, I started a kick return as a true sophomore. Yep. So, going into my would have been my junior year is when I redshirted. Would you, you think about and think about that Homer Jordan team too. They had the refrigerator Perry that was on that uh, yeah, on that yeah, team yeah, as well, yeah, man. Perry Tuttle, they had some guys. They had yeah. Perry Tuttle, yeah. and you know what? I think it was what four or five years ago that Homer Jordan passed away, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't even know that. I, I think it was. I'm almost positive. I'm looked at. I'm almost positive it was that he passed away on there. Ricky, you think about those. I'm looking at it right now. I want to see that. Ricky, you think about the lessons you learned though. Going to scout team, you had played varsity ball before. Mm-hmm. You're going against on, on scout team. What what how did that serve you later on though? To how to endure? You're learning a new position. Really, and think about this. You're really not that acclimated to Nebraska yet. You've only no. been there two years. Yeah, no. I you know what I'm saying you're still a young guy. Yeah. You're finding your way. You're mm-hmm. out of position. You're not playing games on Saturdays. Right. The mental aspect when you look at a guy right now, let's say that's at the University of Nebraska, or Gal, any sport, regardless of what sport it is, mm-hmm. and man, maybe they have to redshirt and they're just having a tough time adjusting away from home, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them? Well, the first thing I would say is just c- continue to stay focused on the things that are important. Uh, if you really want to play ball, you know you're going to have to pass your class. Right. You know, so get, right. get your books done. That way you don't got to worry about if when your opportunity comes that you're not eligible. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is you just keep working on yourself. Right. I mean, because you'll learn a lot about yourself during that red shirt year too. At least I did because, I mean – I, I I'm still to this day not no big fan of snow, but, <laughs> but the catch is you know I had to go to practice in the snow and I had to get beat up by the black shirts mm-hmm. and it just taught me that you know hey some things you're just gonna have to work through right. and you're gonna have to be okay with 
Mm-hmm. And I think it has transferred to my later life to where now it's a little easier for me to understand things that don't make sense to me. You bet. Folks, we're going to take a break. We're with former Nebraska great Ricky Simmons on 93.7. A ticket will be back with Riffin and Raff. Real quickly, we're going to pay some bills. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops.